Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Wallace. And you're listening to The Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. Oh man, no, it's all good, man. Feel the feel live, let it out, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. On the side of me, you can see my man here. He's the Ferris Bueller to my Parker Lewis. I'm talking, of course, about Black Adam Willis. I uh, like how you put that, my friend. How you doing? Parker right? Lewis. Okay, baby. I'm doing good. How are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm okay. I've been better, but, you know, I'm all right. You know? nah, it's just, yeah. oh, dude, I'm, I'm, We're doing okay. Sorry to hear you're not 100%, but it's all good. No, 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 no. Definitely not 100%, but, you know. Here we are. You know what I mean? Indeed. Indeed. We are here to bring you all an action-packed, fun-filled show for you. We have news. We have reviews. We got the report on WWE Elimination. Yeah, we got a lot of good stuff going mm-hmm. on. You know what I mean? We definitely got a John Wick 2 yeah. review that I'm excited about, too. That's you know what I mean? Too, like that, he came like back this. to get his Wick deck. <laughs> so we got a lot of good stuff going on. So uh, it's definitely going to be a hype show. Let's go. Absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. In the house, we have a couple of new smiling faces. Of course, we have everybody's favorite. I want to call. I'm, uh, I refer, of course, to just Johnny. Yo. Got the Neo coat going. You are thoroughly matrixed out there. Man. What's going on? Sorry. Uh, he no, takes no, no, off no, the no, coat. No. He's got another coat. <laughs> Made him all self-conscious. Look at that. Isn't that cute? <laughs> all right. And, of course, the voice you heard him talking, of course, about the man. Always well-informed. Always super stylish. Jam the Thriller Priest. Peace, peace. Glad to be here today. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Own headphones, brother. Hey, uh, man. Just up my game up a little bit. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. He got that tweaked audio experience, y'all. And you uh-huh. stole the uh, the you stole the Alice Cooper oh, doll to, to just mess yeah. with me too. Alice, <laughs> Alice Cooper doing the uh, hanging out like Kunta Kinte, chopped off the foot. This is after you stole Greg the Hammer from me. So, hey. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, hey, can uh, I have a bushwhacker? Nah, nah, Alice, Alice. Alice. Wait, you gonna offer the man a bushwhacker? Who <laughs> <laughs> is this guy? Consolation prize? Bushwhacker? Stomps his feet. It's amazing. Go lick your head. It's like, how do you judge though? Like, uh, a reputable a wrestler versus a rock and Roll star, like how do you? Oh, <laughs> who, yeah, how yeah, do you judge? If, 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 if it's not the, hi- the hierarchy, there. Yeah. Well, if it's not hawk or animal, that's like offering him draws. Mm. Okay. Mm. What was that? Oh. I, heard, I, heard, I heard a click. I heard a tick. Was that me? All right, all right, all cool. right. I think I'm good now. Offering him a third tier, you know, B team, <laughs> C level. You know, that's like that's like uh, that's like offering the Brooklyn Brawler. Ooh, you know, in a, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I, I keep it real. Yeah. I keep that's it real. Steve Lombardi, yeah. no love. Yeah. Steve yeah, Lombardi, yeah, no yeah. love. It's all like None. I I'm like the third guy in demolition. You know. <laughs> 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 all right, man. Now you know we'll throw a chronic on you. Don't, don't think it's there now. All right, but okay, okay. The guest right there, you heard, you've seen, you've dealt with. You haven't dealt with. I was, you, you smelt. You smelt them in Delta. Smelt with. <laughs> it smells horrible. All right. This, this is our guest, Mr. Jones himself. Hello. 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 Hey, What's going on, my friend? How are you? Uh, living the dream. Yeah. 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 All righty. All right. And let's not forget the man who keeps us sounding crisp and delicious every week. We can't do the show without him. You know him. You love him. He's scruffy and he haunts your dreams. He's hiding under your children's bed right now. He's not. <laughs> I'll say that for the message. I'm talking, of course, about DJ Herbie Herb. Hey, guys. Hey. hey. Welcome, buddy. All right, like I said, we have an awesome show for you. We have news. We got that Assassin's Creed Uprising review coming up a little uh-huh. later. And I want to 
Well, what's up, guys? Like, is there a reason why there's random paper towels in front of us? <laughs> like, this is bad random. I, I know, I know, our studio is it's a hodgepodge of randomness, but I'm like, what's this random roll of toilet paper on the table for? Oh, maybe you might get a little emotional later on, man. You don't know. Well, it's funny. It's there. It's like I actually need it right now. <laughs> <laughs> the hell's this doing there? Hell, you gonna use it? All right. Shed some tears, man. Yeah. Like, Yo, dog. That I'm gonna put it on the side. That WWE effect, man. A little bit, a little bit. Right here. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, maybe John Wick just you know. Got you. It was, it was so raw. So I heard, so Mr. Vic. No, there won't be a dry chair in the house. Yeah. <laughs> a dry chair. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just saying. No, well, I, th- I think it's more likely. God knows what kind of other shows run in this place, man. You know, what kind of bacteria is flowing through this. Place? You don't That's true. We don't really think about that often. Yeah, so, you know, no, 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 turn on the black light. Turn on the black light. That's all I'm saying. Let me check that sweatshirt you're wearing. Yeah. I see Herb got a smirk on his face, so he's neither. He knows. He's got all the dirt on this. He hasn't told us anything. Inside information and stories. Yeah. I'm scared. Yep. Yep. Even when you don't know side. what my eyes have seen. <laughs> <laughs> nah, make sure he's your friend, yo. You end up on a blog somewhere. <laughs> All right, so let's jump in the news real quick. Because, um, yo, this one actually, dog, in 2014, mm-hmm. uh, I saw a movie that, yo, we reviewed a movie. Mm-hmm. That was deep. Uh, touched me in a lot of ways, man. Brother touched you. This was like a college experience. Yep. Dear white people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yo, had a lot of good stuff to say. Had a lot of positivity. And oh, dear white people, man. what didn't just yeah. die with us? You know, it changed yeah. Adam's life. Yeah. Yep. Sure did. And yeah. ruined Adam's life. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> but, um, no, it was very emotional. It was very deep and actually spoke to a lot of people and was very popular to the point where yeah. it eventually got yeah, yeah. a, syn- well, not syndicated. It got a crowdfunded. Uh, TV show approved. Mm. Um, they were trying to well, basically, like, yeah, a lot of people enjoyed this thing. You know, they liked the message. You know, and they they they, they got behind it. And I so, mean, a book uh, came out too, and I got the companion yeah. book. It was mean. I can't remember the guy's name with the last name begins with an S. Jordan's something or other. I'm drawing a blank, but the guy who actually wrote the script, um, he blew up. So you're right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people took this took this story. Yeah, a lot of people uh, back this with thing, it. and then uh, obviously we're talking about uh, Netflix is uh, got behind this thing and try to do a show. Yes, mm-hmm. and yes. we're talking about a Dear White People show. Mm-hmm. And uh, because it's seven, 2017, uh, everyone yeah, has so. to have a problem about something. The new story we're yeah. talking about is Dear White People has been uh, crowdfunded and approved to run on Netflix. Now, with the announcement of that recently and running the first trailer, uh, certain audiences have decided to boycott the show yep. and cancel, outright cancel, their Netflix yeah. accounts. Well, people are trying to boycott everything nowadays. It's like everything is led to a boycott. Everything, the, the, the well, issue is everything is politicized. Nowadays, everything is politicized. No matter what you do, no matter what you're trying to enjoy, has to have a political backing. Even the Super Bowl, everyone's trying to be like, "Well, this is a political thing now because uh, Tom mm-hmm. Brady is a Trump supporter or whatever like that." Mm-hmm. Everything has to be a political thing. I mean, not even just when that, I was but younger. The, like, the like, Super Bowl commercials, man. I mean, yeah. the, the pre. I mean, the day before the Super Bowl, they were showing two commercials primarily, and they're like, "Oh, these are political commercials." I'm like, oh, I never really watched Super Bowl. But everything, political everything but has right. a political backing to it. No everything one, has. Plus Mackenzie's leaning. Right. He's you know, it's just like everything has to have mm-hmm. this, like, you're choosing sides type of yeah. thing to anything like mm-hmm. that. And, like, honestly, art and anything, like, even, like, mass consumed uh, culture was not politicized this way. Yeah. And, and everything's just so geared towards, like, you know, you're choosing one side, you're choosing the other. 
and it, it's it's really a frightening time. And to be honest with you, even this, like, even though I'm on the uh, the extreme side for like, this is supremely stupid. Yeah, I'm making this is really ridiculous. But like, it's it's scary. it shouldn't be that way. Mm-hmm. It should not be that way. Like, you know what I mean? You shouldn't have to choose sides just because you're choosing a brand of soap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this is this is not how we should. Do. I mean, this is not how politicians work. This I mean, he's not, not lying because I mean, I had a bunch of friends of mine who, who gave up Uber. I'm like, forget you. Right. I'm married to Uber. I'm not giving it up. <laughs> right. I mean, I and they have a point too. You know, I mean, I everyone get why, does. But it's like, oh, I'm using Lyft now. I'm like, no, I'm married to Uber. You got you yep. got my bank. You got my personal bank account. You got my business bank account. I'm not giving you up. <laughs> but I mean, I got. I know I got a lot of friends who are gonna stop being friends with me because I just owe them right. to the fact that I'm not giving up Uber. Right. Just because that what the CEO sat on this commission that he stepped down from now that that and you're seeing things with, with like, like uh, I can understand, but, but sometimes people fingers. sometimes people just want a mustache ride. Yeah. That's all there's to it. And you're seeing things like Under Armour. You know what I mean? The the CEO of Under Armour came out and said he was like, you know, I think uh, Trump could be an asset. And then uh, Steph Curry, one of Under Armour's biggest, uh, you know, uh, athletes that mm-hmm. they're, they're sponsoring music, yeah, asset if you remove the ET. E-T. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's an ass. But then all become, it, it suddenly becomes this politicized thing that you really mm-hmm. never had uh, any... You know, it was never that way. But hey, well, the biggest, the biggest aw- awkward now. point of this—that's what what's actually caused to pick up juices on Twitter. Uh, this dude yeah. you mentioned, Tim Treadstone. Mm-hmm. Now he's a former BuzzFeed writer, yeah. uh, who's now <laughs> a very outspoken member and is being kind of the spokesperson for yeah. a uh, for the uh, Twitter mob. He's yeah. not the uh, one who got right. He's not the one who got punched aside of face right now. That was that's some other motherfucker. Scott Storch, Spencer. That was Richard Spencer. God forbid that. Guy get punched in the face. That joke got socked in the face. I'm sorry, Pigo. That was Morgan Spurlock. No, I love Morgan Spurlock. Stop. All right. Oh, now I just want a Big Mac. No, Spencer Tracy. No, this dude, Tim Treadstone, a former BuzzFeed writer and outspoken member of the alt right Twitter mob, he's argued that dear white people is promoting quote unquote. White genocide, right? And encourages because that's a, that's an actual threat these days. Well, the whole thing is anything you say that 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 seems to be against their basically platform of hatred, right? Uh, is automatic. Oh, you're against the white people in our progression of stuff. It's like what are yeah. you talking about. No, like uh, I man. said, it's like at the end of the day, we're like we're fine. Stop. Yeah, man. Hey. Stop. This has been going on for a while. Like we're we're, we're okay. <laughs> we're okay. You know what I mean? We 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 got stuff. You know what I mean? And if, if we don't, we're fine. You know what I mean? It's 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 a very troubling time where people feel they need to grasp uh, on top of these you know, these really obvious signs of like uh, uh, this this racist kind of propaganda and being like, well, you know, you know, maybe well, they are probably this kind like, of victimization complex that they have, right? Because I mean, we've never had a history of being like, well, we, you know, we we've had a long you know history of being you know brought down and we have a lot of trouble. It's like that's never happened. Yeah, those that's never for, been a thing. You know what I mean? So all of a sudden coming out now and being like, yeah, I need to you know, express this voice of. It's a new regime. <laughs> Everyone new, has uh, to be upset. Everyone has to be heard. Everyone has to make a statement. Everyone has to have, uh, well, 
because of this, this, and uh, yeah. and this is where we're at, and because uh, it has a title uh, like uh, "Dear White People," yeah, a lot of a weird the, the the fringe white people have come out and said, you know, maybe this is discriminatory, maybe this is uh, oh, of course, uh, yes, the, 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 uh, inspiring white genocide. The is white people downtrodden minority? Yes, yes of, uh, of course. You know, the 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 poor white people have been uh, being up their whole life and have really had a hard time growing up in these certain <laughs> neighborhoods. It's just so stressful, absolute sure. BS. Yeah, um, I mean, they, and this I, is coming from a thirty-year-old white male, by the way. And uh, let me just let me just put they, it out there uh, that heard the bass in your voice. They got we all need to just take a step back and just realize everything's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're okay. You know what I mean? It's it's gonna be fine. You know what I mean? Well, like whether, if you find something, you're a rational human being. You know, you can right. see this from a from a logical perspective. I mean, yeah. I don't think uh, Ted... Was it Tim Tedstrom? Uh, Ted, I keep wanting to say Ted Treadstone. Ted Treadstone. He's yes. not going to be too happy about that. I, I, he, no. he is not co-signing There's a lot of people that said. aren't too happy about a lot of things, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You're right. white. All right, now, the actual story... You're, you're white. <laughs> and, like, I'm sorry and, like, and make it, to make that point, mm-hmm. but it's like you're white at the end of the day. You're going to be okay. Like, nothing has ever been... You've never been oppressed... You've never been, like, you never had to go into a job interview thinking, like, well, I'm white, i got to go into this and think this thing, you know well, what I mean? Wait, like, wait, wait, pause right there. You don't know if they're ginger. Right. I have it working against <laughs> them. Now, uh, uh, of being, you know... Well, I'm reminded of the first ten minutes of American History X, the movie, mm. uh, with uh, with Ed Norton, with, yeah. um, oh, with uh, Eddie Oh, you put a teeth on the teeth on the curb? Was that the first ten minutes? No. Well, no, no. well yes, but not that part. I'm, oh. talk, I'm, talk, <laughs> I'm talking about the motivation for all that, the gotcha. father's speech, where mm-hmm. uh, he's basically laying out at the dinner table. Just to Yeah, you're family, right, and you can you see know, where it's birthed from. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything that's that was enacted as a means of getting more fair treatment for minority groups that actually were downtrodden, that actually were oppressed, mm-hmm. you know, being seen by the ones that were doing the oppressing as, oh, they're just trying to take what's ours, what we've already got. It's like, no, you're just denying them what should be given well, to everybody, like, you know, fairly, you know, people should have job opportunities, people should have opportunities to live in, you know, good communities, to have, like, you know, resources that aren't polluted, that aren't, you right. know, uh, 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 like, lower tier, and this isn't people infringing on you. Right. This is you allowing them, you know, what you've always a, a, had. A place, you know what I mean? And it's tough as, obviously, uh, being a white male to speak on what I think white privilege is and what I think it is is the luxury to disregard walking into a room and not having to think about race. Mm-hmm. Where, because I'm white, I can walk into any single room ever in my entire life and not have to think, well... I'm the only white person here. Um, or I'm white at all, you know what I mean? Like that is, It's the luxury to disregard the fact that I am a white male. I just am, you know what I mean? Whereas it might not be the same for any other human being right, of so any not. color, you know what I mean? Like, or where they would walk right. in or thinking mm-hmm. like, well, but I, like I am the minority here. Like, really I never not. thought that I am the minority here and like this, and this might be an issue. But the fact I've that you're aware of that, that is something I think that guys like this don't have have never actually had that conscious thought right and I don't want to and that's what white privilege is that they don't have to you know what I mean so a lot of people don't think that way where it's just like this is 
something that's an absolute fact. Yeah, and the dumbness of the story is this is all coming from the trailer. They're making a show called Dear White People. Oh my God, we're so oppressed. Those, uh, and which no, is a funny movie because it's run. just showing out how to not be a douchebag in public when you're a yeah. white guy. <laughs> it really is. It should be a step by step guide. You know what I mean? And it's just a funny thing, and that be, that it became a publicized thing, and that be a politicized thing. Is there, is really what we're we're gonna take it now, and I mean, it's I'm really not, upsetting. I'm yeah. not surprised whatsoever, though. I mean, it's the same no. rhetoric that we've been hearing. I mean, I think at this point. It's just that we have social media and the ability to be able to hear it out in public. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, these, these conversations happen all the time. Remember when I was an undergrad, what, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. where it was like, why do we need to have a Black History Month? We should have a right. Black History Month. It's the same sort of rhetoric. It's just that now we have Twitter or Facebook, so people just spew it on there. You're able to gather yes. masses. So and you don't, have to, you don't have to filter through anything. You don't have to be yeah. next to somebody exactly. that might dis- uh, exactly. differ from you. You, don't you don't can just put it out hours. there. You don't have to wait until and that's the hours thing. Like, everyone should have an opinion. That's not true people either. start to inject it in places where I don't think it necessarily existed. One I of the agree. comments we just got yeah. um, was about uh, people uh, adding uh, uh, adding to um, the uh, the Grammys, saying that uh, it was very, it came down to Beyonce and and, and and Adele, right? And that whole thing. And it became a white versus black thing. Everything like, is a race thing. Everything is like a Trump versus you know you, the Democrat thing. It's just like everything is a politicized move. Mm-hmm. And it never was that way. Maybe it was, and in, in, in it's, it's just now it's so, like, in your face, yeah. mm-hmm. where it's like you almost have to consciously, like, decide, I'm making this choice, and it has this effect, and this is, I'm going to have to stick by this forever, because this is mm-hmm. going to be something that I'm going to have to defend. Yeah. I used to never have to defend any choice I made, you know what I mean? Like that, well, but just because I liked somebody. Like, I liked this band. Now I have to defend it 20 years later, because, like, uh, maybe they were, uh, you know. Okay, well, well, okay, not to harp on this too much longer, just a quick personal example I can add here, and then I guess we'll move on. Um, but, we're, Jay, Yo. you and I are metal fans. Yes. We discovered this, like, a long time ago, and it was kind of like, what, word, really? <laughs> and we're, yeah. also, we're also we're also black people, yeah. which is why it's a surprise. From, from <laughs> which the, is why it is a surprise, yeah. <laughs> yes, from the inner yeah. city. But um, I, I mentioned this because I remember when I first found this out, I remember very specifically when I found this out, we were riding in the car with your boy Tosin. Yeah. And I had a, a mixtape, and I was playing some hip-hop, and when that side ran out, we were like, okay, flip it. And it was like, what's on there? And I was like, ah, y'all don't want to hear that, just some metal stuff. And y'all were like, what? And we bonded over Seven Dust. Yes, but I'm very yeah, specifically yeah. because that well, it's was a black lead singer, isn't it? Too? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> it was. It wasn't just a metal band. We couldn't just listen to metal. It had right. to be. Had to have a stipulation. It was. Oh, it's a metal band with you know black folks involved. With, yeah, yeah, so yeah, there's yeah, that yeah. extra bit, and that, that's why it's. That's why it. We had to legitimize it some mm, way. You know, point. we had to. Even like we even we had to you know come to light. But there had to be something that was interjected to make it okay. Yeah. You know, and that's well. Where, that's, that's an interesting thing too. There was a good article I read a while a little while ago and it was about uh, white fan, uh, white people listening to hip hop yeah. and then really enjoying hip hop at the same time their political views were so against everything they were really supporting huh. based on their taste mm-hmm. you know what I mean you're listening to uh, certain brands of hip hop and then all of a sudden you were like writing something really ridiculous on Facebook about blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. you're just like well your taste aligns here and your your views aligned here, like there's no connection there. So it's just like, what do you actually stand for? See, it's like how do you because it, it, it how do you believe this people, and then listen to this because they're not the same. Yeah, it sometimes for, uh, makes people uh, uh, force an issue. 
you know, just right. because they're compelled. It's like this wasn't originally their standpoint, but be- it, it adds that stipulation. It's like you can't like well, this without something back. I think, you know, honestly, you if you come mind. up with a serious issue and you ask somebody what they believe, mm-hmm. they would be searching for an answer because they actually haven't thought about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you're just like, well, honestly. what do you think about this? To be like, well, yeah, let me just kind of you know, come up with something and then give you an answer. But they actually haven't thought deeply enough about the issue. And you know what you get then? To give you an answer. You get a-holes like this uh, uh, Tim Trebstone character yes. overreact. Oh, oh delete, your, delete your Netflix. Uh, boycott the so-and-so because the the, 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 the Negroes are coming to get us. Like, yeah, you'll go. You By the way, it's, 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 it's <laughs> okay just, not to have an opinion. This it's okay well. to just be just to go like, hey, I don't know enough about the subject. I'll like, let me just but, pass. But, but then you're it's weak. okay. But but then you're weak. Though. You're right. You're I mean, right. I mean, th- it's no. But that's the same. At the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with saying like, I do, I'm not educated enough on what I'm speaking about because I would not want to be standing by an opinion I had at one point when I wasn't educated enough on it, mm. and then be like, well. Ten years later, like, well, you said this. We're like, well, I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. I was like, well, maybe you should have said something. Because now you have to defend that. Yeah. So maybe at the end of the day, one, we should either educate ourselves a little bit more before we speak or just not speak. Mm-hmm. I think that's, wow. uh, that's I where I stand myself. It, you know, Adam Will is dropping the knowledge. Yeah. Bro, seriously. Here we go. All right. Well, thank you. Um, basically, what we're saying is uh, uh, Treadstone, you can sit and spin. <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, and this show that's uh, Dear White People that's coming on Netflix, just watch it, man. It's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. good. I have high hopes for the show. Right. And I have high hopes that Treadstone will get punched in the face by somebody. <laughs> oh, yes, please. <laughs> Give him the full Spencer. Yeah. yeah. I, want, I want to coin that That phrase. video is so good. That's that. amazing. I think he's coined it. Yeah. <laughs> man, the full Spencer. Remix it, too. He, he punched him. And he freaking <laughs> pulled the about face so fast. <laughs> I feel like it was choreographed. Yeah. You missed it. You know, was that 30 more times. So I, I, I saw this vine where they were just looping him being punched in the face to board, yeah. in, board in the USA. And I'm like, what's more American than punching Nazis? Punching Nazis is okay on this show, by the way. In case you were, you know, in case you were wondering about the argument, is it okay to punch Nazis in the face? On this show, it's fine. Absolutely. Well, we'll be happy to invite any Nazis on the show too I'll be happy punchers, to punch them let's go. <laughs> deep down highly endorses punching Nazis right. exactly. I, we each have our preferred areas Adam, Adam prefers yeah. the temple I prefer the uh, throat myself no. <laughs> alright now move, moving on um, okay I got to check out a comic and this one I think is actually pretty poignant because we just got the uh, Assassin's Creed movie starring Michael Fassbender, mm-hmm. which was a horrible, horrible debacle. Yeah, you didn't like that one. You I, didn't like it. I know you didn't um, like it. I'm, I'm debating to not. see it, but I know you didn't like it. Um, yeah, still, yeah. I'm still debating to go see it. But my whole thing is, it was so boring, and they took such good material and did nothing with yeah. it. Even the cast, the cast, even the cast, cast great the cast. actors. Yeah, Michael Fassbender. Bigger, love his catalog. Yeah, most is there of a bigger fault than somebody taking like really exciting <laughs> stuff and just mm-hmm. not? making something exciting. Yeah, well, mm. the, that seems to have turned around. I actually have a, 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 pretty po- pretty, pretty, a pretty positive opinion of Assassin's Creed Uprising. This is the uh, latest comic that's come out from. I actually have it right here. Um, written by Alex Pacnadel and uh, Dan Waters. And this is a comic based off of, um, like, loosely based off of the background of the game, but not set in any of those particular universes. So these are new characters. And what I really like about this one is it's paid attention to a mistake that every, almost every iteration of Assassin's Creed has made before. And if you're trying to look it up as well, I'll just give you a quick heads up. There's like, there's like seven different 
uh, alt- alternate covers mm-hmm. uh, for even just the first issue of this. So just That's be good aware. Yeah, no, there's tons. Beautiful artwork, too, for the covers. One of my beefs um, that I'll get into in a bit was uh, in the book itself, seemingly really great story, but the art is very busy, which can take you out of it at times. But um, what I was getting at is one thing they're doing is they're not focusing on one person. Every Assassin's Creed story is focused on. This is the one person we're following. In the Assassin's Creed games, we're following Desmond. Right. And then it was about, oh, Desmond and Altair. Desmond and, you know, Ezio. Desmond and... And now, it's, no, we're following different Assassins. And different Templars. And this other third faction. At the same time. So, I see a lot of people with these skills, with these techniques, in these missions. Not just the one guy. That if I don't like him, I'm stuck with him. You know, right. I, I'm not I'm not limited to that. I really like that because the Assassin's Creed mythos has always been really interesting to me. And I always thought that was them kind of uh, reining themselves into too small a box. You know, right. so um, mm. the actual plot here, I'll break it down real quick. <clears throat> uh, join us for this game changing new chat. This is the comicsology one, so it's going to be a little <laughs> uh, ah. game. OK, comics. I don't hate on comicsology, but their descriptions are always about. Buy this book because you know, absolutely. Versus, it's so well, they gotta sell. Right they gotta now. sell number one, right? Yeah, but I just want to know what this thing's about. I'm okay. there because I'm probably gonna buy it already. You know, right, they're trying to right. convince you, man. They're trying to convince you. you gotta get the yeah, digital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, yo, man, I already walked into the whorehouse, man. It's like, don't, don't try to sell. Don't try to upsell me on you know. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, so I'm saying, hey, you already here. Why not go for the D cup? Like, yo, come on, but bro. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. Like, we, we, we got you, you got to get peg like Tammy. Come on, <laughs> hey man, she needs work too. Exactly. But go ahead. Pete. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Peg leg Alice. With the Phoenix Project nearing its completion, tensions are running high for both the Brotherhood and the Templar Order. A new order, a new world order, is on the horizon, and only Charlotte and her and our ally. Damn, I'm messing up. Charlotte and her allies have the knowledge and skill to save humanity from subjugation. Meanwhile, after discovering a rebel faction within its order, Templar agent Otso Berg begins to question his loyalties. <gasps> and right there, they threw a few different names at you. They threw not just one, but three potential factions at you. I like that because it's varied. It keeps the story interesting because you have several different players. Right. It's not just one person and their story that can get boring. You know, we talk endlessly about Assassin's Creed 4, Black mm-hmm. Flag, because the game was so good. And that in itself was such, I want to call it a fluke, because Assassin's Creed, the universe, very deeply fleshed out, but also very um, uh, conflicted amongst audiences because some folks have their favorites and everything else sticks to one character, one storyline, yeah, one yeah. line of thinking. You know, this one broaches things, uh, approaches things from the Templar side and the Brotherhood side. And you're also finding out each, in each individual character. Everyone has a name. Different people have specialties. And it's written with a bit of humor, too. I, um, there's, a, there's a mission here where a dude's talking about, uh, we're trying to figure out how this guy uh, uh, could survive this ill, ridiculous jump that would, uh, 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 would assume some kind of superhuman abilities that we know nobody has. Mm-hmm. That's the only way they could have gotten away with this assassination. And not even proper assassination, I mean turncoat. You know, screw up our mission assassination. You know, mm-hmm. another one's worried about one assassin's worried about. Yo, this is this is my this is my teammate. I don't want him to bleed out. We survive this attack. You know, I got to do stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like so I don't have time for this interrogation. I'm, I'm paying attention. You know, I care about my my cohorts here, my coworkers. Like these are things that humanize them all. I didn't expect from an Assassin's Creed story, and you don't really get from the games. In the games, they may form attachments to a character. There may be a little flirting between you know, like Desmond who was who was running uh, the Animus, things like that. 
But in the story, these characters, I believed, had a relationship outside of this direct story. And in the story now, this is their ongoing adventure, which makes it interesting. So I'm not better being, or worse, it was authentic for you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. which is very rare. Yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed Uprising. I recommend it. This is it's, it's just starting out. Um, but so far, as an Assassin's Creed fan, this is giving me things that... I didn't know I could get from the Assassin's Creed universe. I like the writing. It's written uh, with uh, good attention being paid to the action, but also to the detective work. Mm. I didn't expect that part. Assassin's Creed is just, I killed him, I went. Pretty you much. Know? Yeah, and this is like, no, you from the from the uh, Templar side there, they're investigating. I mean, how rare you know? is it, too, to, to, to find like a motivation to continue uh, 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 liking something based on a different medium, which... You originally liked it, you know what I mean? So it's yeah, like, a, like a video game, and you liked it this way. But then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, because of uh, the writing of the comic, now I'm going to continue well, no, pursuing right. I, I that. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's very rare, right? I was very skeptical. I mean, I'm not going to front. It's definitely something that's given me um, hope because, I mean, I went out and, I mean, those of you who listen, I'm a vinyl collector. I collect vinyl. Yeah. Um, so I, I copped the uh, Assassin's Creed vinyl. So it's like a series of. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, you and, went um, deep there. Yeah, I really did. Instrumentals from uh, all the different Assassin's Creed games. And yeah. it was one of those sort of things where I was trying to keep. Connected to the franchise mm-hmm. um, yeah. because I haven't seen the movie yet. And Pat, you gave such a bad review. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. that movie right so there. I'm, like, I'm not even in a rush but to he go came see from it. a he come from a fan uh, a fan uh, a fan uh, of point of view. You know what I mean? So it was, and for that reason, is why I give so much stock to it. So I was I was getting a little scared. Like, man, is this just the end of Assassin's Creed? But to hear you give this glowing review, <laughs> is this the end it? of Bugs Bunny? Is this <laughs> the end of it? You, <laughs> but it can exist in some other format. Exactly, you know? and I'm willing to take that. It's able to exist. In some other format. I, I, I can picture myself with my iPad, with my cop, my copsology, watching it, <laughs> reading through the comic, listening to the soundtrack. Like, yeah, P got me back here. I, I don't have to give up on Assassin's Creed because P told me. <laughs> I can imagine like a, a diehard Ninja Turtles fan watching the third movie, being like, God damn it! Uh. <laughs> Good point. No, very good point. Um, I will say, as as positive as my opinion uh, on it was, the artwork they go out of their way to make it very colorful, very flashy. Mm-hmm. But they're shooting themselves in the foot because there's so much in every panel. I'm reading the dialogue. I'm like, oh, that's what's going on. Okay, cool. And then the picture doesn't tell me that. Uh, maybe I get, um, yeah, maybe I get a little bit of that from something I can spy within the detail. But then yeah. there's like all this. Extra that sounds stuff. like they're just like too excited about you know the project. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Every every right. panel is really busy. Right. You right, know, right. And that takes away. Like, let's from show the, all this and not really uh, kind of. Understanding storytelling, yeah, almost. I mean, you know what I mean, and, and the comic I, I, form anyway. You know what I mean, I mean where you got to kind of simplify mm-hmm. the action. A and little bit. it could be, a, it could be as a result of new comic readers. I mean, yeah. okay, many okay, people who are reading comics that be brand new or coming back to it, they're falling in love with the imagery of it. So I mean, it's unfortunate because uh, the the story could take a loss because of that. So it could be one of those situations where it's like, yeah, I mean, it was an alright story, but man, it looked great. You know, it could be one of those sort of things, yeah. which. I'm with you, Adam, and you don't never want that to happen. I'm with you, P. No, it's great when, uh, you know, uh, what you like, uh, you know, goes across different uh, things. I remember Mm -hmm. uh, really enjoying uh, Mortal Kombat, you know, playing the video game and then Mm -hmm. reading some of the comics and reading some of the storyline about it like that. It's like, wow. You know what I mean? This is an actual thing. You know what I mean? That amazing second movie. And (laughs) it was so good. (laughs) Don't (laughs) hate. Oh, that's so bad. I don't 
I had to mess with you. I'm sorry. I had to oh mess, mess with you. That's probably the worst movie. It is spectacular. Hands down, one of the worst things ever made. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whatever, man. I got it. But it exists in other things. You know what I mean? So you're like, well, this is trying to actually kill you while you're you know you're enjoying it. It exists. All right, but okay, but not for nothing. Um, Assassin's Creed Uprising. The comics are up right yeah. now. You can pick them up on Comicsology, like I said. Uh, released out by Titan. Um, I highly recommend these books. Great, man. Uh, as of right news. now, that's as of right news. now, highly recommended. Yeah. Um, dude, I'm jazzed. I want to continue reading. Good, and man. Because your review for that movie was bah. Yeah, it'll help. <laughs> it'll help. It'll help wash. The and I think that a lot of people Fassbender agree BS that was not how. Yeah. 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 All right. Now, I look across at my man Adam. And I look next to me at my man, just Johnny, just Johnny. Yep. And you fine gentlemen got to check out Neo, isn't it correct? Yeah, Neo. Neo. All right, uh, for the PlayStation Four. Yep. Uh, yep. You want to give me a rundown of this uh, of this hot trud video game piece of uh, software, please? Sure. Uh, so Neo. Uh, what to say about Neo without saying anything about Dark Souls? It's kind of impossible. So I'll just say it out right now. Neo is uh, the Japanese version of Dark Souls, even though Dark Souls was made by a Japanese studio. Wait, uh, <laughs> is it a related franchise? Uh, they're completely unrelated, completely different teams, but it's basically... Uh, so Dark Souls has been around. There's like five different iterations of the Souls games. Uh, and another company, uh, Team Ninja, so they made Ninja Gaiden and things like that. They huh. basically had this game in development, Neo, for a long time. And then they saw Dark Souls, because I guess they had some problems. They couldn't figure out what to do with, with their game. They wanted it to be an RPG of some sorts. Uh, and then Dark Souls came out. They saw it. They played it. They loved it. And they pretty much made Dark Souls, but with ninjas and samurai. And it's essentially the best ninja samurai video game ever made. Yeah. That's Neo oh, in, a, in kind of a nutshell. It's basically take... Dark Souls. Are you, are you forgetting 2003's Ninja Gaiden? Oh no, no, no! no. Yeah. It's got that. Yeah, it's so it's, it's the same team. Dark it's Souls the same team that up. made Ninja Gaiden, mm-hmm. uh, Ninja Gaiden Black, and Ninja Gaiden whatever three, four, five million. All the okay. different variations that they made. It's that same team. Uh, it's also the same team that made. Uh, Metroid Other M. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they yeah. totally redeem themselves. Absolutely. Uh, so Neo, it's uh, you take Dark Souls, the combat within there, uh, significantly faster. So the at the pace and the com uh, the combo fluidity of Ninja Gaiden, you combine those two together, and then you inject it with Diablo three style loot system. Diablo three style. Yep. So yeah. So every time you're like killing different enemies, uh, they'll explode with like loot drops galore. So <laughs> things like items and and equipment ah, and okay. weapons, and they have the uh, the color coding system so that you know if it's white, it's just basic crap, and if it's purple, it's epic and has all the different randomized stats on it. And you want to wear because it it's big epic loot and it's great and it boosts up all your stats making you a better killing machine and it's sort of like mix and repeat um the things about neo is uh that differentiates it now when i say it's like dark Souls, it is very much like dark souls uh the the whole like targeting system is very much the same uh being in this world uh and sort of finding shortcuts or finding like uh little tiny treasures along the way 
uh, all of those things, the one-on-one fights, and the moment that another enemy joins in a fight, if you're going two-on-one, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's extremely hard. It's, a, it's already hard enough with a one-on-one fight against a, a big enemy. The moment a second one joins in, it like turns the tables, and you really have to concentrate. Usually, you're gonna die. Okay, so, are you teaming up with other other, other like uh, real world players or just AI? A uh, bit of both. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, kind of like Dark Souls again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's put the kibosh in the Dark Souls recommendations. I want to know what makes yeah. Neo ill. Okay. The one thing I like about it is um, when you find the graves. Yes. And you're pretty much fighting an AI version of whoever just died in that area. Yep. Which is phenomenal. So instead of like mm. seeing the blood stain and like seeing how they died, you actually fight the person, then you just get all their loot. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you can see like what their what level they are, what weapons they're using, and things like that. Uh, you don't get to see how they die, but being able to fight them and also the AI itself ad- adopts the fighting style. At, at least I think it does the fighting style of that person. So if they're going uh, ninjutsu heavy uh, with like throwing bombs and shuriken at you, uh, if that's how they played their character, that's the AI that you're fighting is one that uses those types of abilities. Mm. Uh, so there's these intricate, very intricate RPG mechanics. Um, there's almost a little bit too many. There's just a ton of different ways to augment and spec out your character to sort of play and fight exactly the way you want it to. Uh, it has a caster-like tree where you're using magical jutsu uh, called Omnio Magic. Omnipotence. I've been having a lot of fun with that, too. Just, yeah. like, buffing up my weapons and shooting fireballs at people. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, so you can buff up your weapon, you can shoot mm-hmm. fireballs, uh, they have all the different elements, you can, like, make, like, this weird spirit blade attack thing oh, which is pretty so cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, then there's a, uh, a ninjutsu tree so if you want to do like traps uh, fire bombs and explosions and sort of uh, uh, there's this one ability where you can turn yourself into a log the moment you take like a lethal hit and then you reappear up above the enemy and you sort of downward strike them I was like oh thought you got me smack oh sorry go ahead no I love the stand system in the game though the, yes, yeah, uh, oh, that's a so big, good. big mechanic. So uh, probably the the most elaborate part of the combat is ma- um, mastering the different stances. So every single weapon, there's a, a smaller set of weapons. There's five major weapons, uh, but for each one, there's a significantly larger moveset where you have to hold your blade uh, or your weapon, whatever it is, up high on a high stance or mid stance in a low stance. Mm. And those three different stances have different perks and different uh, sort of uh, nuances to them. So if you hold it high, you're going to deal more damage, but your attacks are going to be slower. If you hold it low, your attacks going to be quick. You're going to be able to dodge, uh, but you're not going to deal much damage. I remember that. Bushido Blade used to do stuff like it's, that. It's, it's like you're paying attention. Way of the Warrior. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very similar to that, and you can nice. kind of mix and match, too. So, yeah. like, you can start in a low stance, mm-hmm. and then move to a mid stance, and then have a skill where you close out your combo and do higher damage if you hold a certain button at the end of the combo nice. while you're in that stance. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Then, I want to start off with low stance, and then come in with, like, a quick uh, jab, and then come in with a quick, um, what do you call it, a quick uh, kick to the shin, and then bust back into a backspin, and then my head spin, and then I flip this dude into a freeze, right? And then I come in with, 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 with a pop, pop lock in my... 
Nice, nice, like Brown. Oh, yeah, there you go. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I was crossing genres. But yeah. I mean, even even when you just said that, Adam, just made me think of that. Um, there seems to be a game that could be easy for someone to just to jump right in and not have a huge learning curve. Something small like that, just holding down the button to be able to continue to combo, is something that's huge for someone who's who's still relatively new and jumping into a game like that. Well, I would not really. say that. It's still difficult, but they've okay. got some of the yeah. frustrating parts of the Souls games. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know, work my button mash technique. Let, let's say you you have like a bunch of souls and you die. Okay. Right. There's an item in the game where if you're at your shrine or at any point in the level, mm-hmm. you use this candle mm-hmm. and you get all of them back instead of going back to your grave. Nice. Yeah. So you can recuperate the experience that you sort of left there. Uh, otherwise, if you die along the way of trying to retrieve it, mm-hmm. that experience is right. gone. Jeez. It's so, very risk and reward. Yeah. yeah. High mm-hmm. risk, high reward. There's a uh it's very challenging, uh just like the the Souls games. It's very, very difficult game. But mm-hmm. the moment you master the mechanics, mm-hmm. uh you can you you can sort of uh, you still need to respect the game, but you can really like like have fun with the enemies and like teach them a lesson and like exploit their AI and, and do really good. That's what you're saying. But there's also because of their loot system and because mm-hmm. of the intri- if you go deep dive and you like finely tune your character and min max its stats, mm-hmm. you can kind of get around uh, doing uh, mastering the nuances of the combat system and sort of just min-max your character beyond like out-level things. Oh, wow. So oh. there is a little bit of that where where even if you can't master the game's difficulty, you can still kind of get around it. Okay. But it is going to be very difficult right up front. Mm. Yeah, I just imagine the two of y'all roaming through this world mugging people. Okay, so end of the day, um, it sounds like a positive opinion. Do you recommend Neo? Um, it, I would make sex with it. Wow! Yes. Strong, strong recommendation. Yeah. Man, oh, I guess okay. um, I, I would uh, second that to a lesser degree, but it is. <laughs> I mean, honestly, oh, I, I would hand I, job I, that. I, I, I would Eiffel Tower Neo with you. Okay. Oh, oh wow! Uh, wow. Uh, they're wow. kind of co-signed, wow. but not really. There, there's some <laughs> things that you need to. Uh, if you like storyline, do not go to Neo for story. This is purely a gameplay, game mechanics style game uh, and PvP style game once you get to that sort of part of it. If you're going for story, the story's absolute garbage. And, <laughs> That's uh, another it, statement. It is trash, and whoever did the localization for it did a terrible job, too. Because some, some of the uh, text is like kind of hard to decipher like what it is that they actually mean by it, even when you go into like the help. like wow. Help explain this for me. And it's like... I, I can't give a good example, Especially but it's right. item descriptions. Right. So you'd have yes. like firearms damage received, and I'm like, wait, so I take more damage from firearms? Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's weird oh, stuff like oh, that. No, you easily rectified. Don't set your arms on fire. <laughs> All right, now I got to check out John Wick Two. Oh, there you go. Yes, indeed. Now, okay, I know everyone here has seen John Wick. Absolutely, yes. seen it with you. Yeah, that's right, my man. And the great part about John Wick yes. is not just that it was a fantastic fantastic action movie mm-hmm. but that it was like a universe building kind of movie mm-hmm. yeah, you know what I mean was there was like up. things that happen in this thing that you want to see explained more in a, in a weird way like the Matrix you know what I mean Absolutely. like things that were like going on and you realize there was this world of hitmen and I 
cannot wait to see this movie and didn't oh, tell us yeah, more about it. Is this like right after? Or is this, this is immediately after, to the point where, if you remember at the end of John Wick, the first, yeah. yep. uh, he was hurt. He was yeah, banged he, up. He, he got, got, but he got, he got shot. He got, he got the dog, and he's walking off mm-hmm. in the sunset. That's yep. where you see him. That's it, and he got the dog, but we never actually saw him get the car back. Right. This one right. starts immediately with him getting the car. Uh, mm. And it takes you, it jumps right into the action. They'll pay attention. Ride. They know what we want to see with John Wick. We want to see him handle Biz. Right. And this one was him handling Biz. And I, yeah. I like that this one, um, this sequel, uh, they are going out of their way to show, yeah, John Wick's freaking John Wick. But he's also human. You know, mm-hmm. so he's got, when he fights these dudes, he can get hurt. You yeah. know, but also at the end of it, it's like a freaking video game where this dude give him a senzu bean, he's back on the job. He's, yeah, because that next fight scene, he's got to be crisp. In the first nice. one, is like yeah. he goes to the hotel. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that hotel is like the safe place. You know what I mean? No one can mess yeah. with the other safe place. And the, the doctor shows up and he's like, "Well, you know what? I, I gave you this, and do you need any of these that can protect you from the? You know what I mean? It's just like you're buying things in a video game that yeah. can that can save you for the next battle you like do. A health Pack, you know? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And so this movie, uh, well, I do, it's I do so love... great. It was such an mm-hmm. innovative thing where you were like, you entered this world of like the exact game you wanted to, oh, well, uh, dude, to be John part Rick of. John 2 yeah. will not disappoint. This one mm-hmm. takes it worldwide. This one had a bigger story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one made, and I mean, I mean, he's still John Wick, but we also find somehow everyone in the world is an assassin in this game. Yeah. Hey. And it's like, it's well, like worldwide it, yeah. organization. How was Morpheus? Morpheus? How was Morpheus? Man, Morpheus was special. That's all I'm going to say. Well, That's all I'm going to say. In break a good way? Here. Well, to touch upon this movie, it's too. Special. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, uh, hold on a second. The, just to break down, if anyone mm-hmm. who's not familiar with it, John Wick, the original, is a story about a hitman who's trying to retire from the game, and some idiot has to draw him back well, in. He has now, John, retired, yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden, he was drawn back into it because well, John uh, Wick 2 he's back again yes. not of his own volition right. but he's back back okay because he has to be back back but now, I like it doesn't do the Spider-Man it, thing you know what I mean where it's just like well I'm not no, really this back, is, you know what I mean he's like he's killing people thing. there's no way about it he's not like pussyfooting right yeah you know, this is he's necessary yeah, but we're right. talking about um, legendary hitman John Wick is forced back out of retirement by a former associate plotting to seize control of a shadowy international assassin's guild bound by blood oath to help him John travels to Rome where he squares off against some of the world's deadliest killers and that makes it seems like oh he's going to Rome for the ultimate fight no everywhere is the, is ultimate, the ultimate fight, fight this yeah. movie is non-stop ultimate fights yeah. he fights common Ultimate fight. There's these dudes over in Russia. Ultimate fight. Back in New York. Ultimate fight. And everything's this weird ass network. Assassins everywhere. Everyone's That's an assassin. That's what's great about it. You They've know got what I mean? full coverage. Yeah, and John Wick is better than all of them. <laughs> yeah. He's but, like the immortal. He's like that character that has like the the most life, and you're trying to you know, you're trying to beat him. And the thing that was great about John Wick, it was it was. It was constant action. I realized every moment was a good moment to have an action scene. Oh, you, know I mean? you will be very And so the director of this movie was a stuntman 
himself. Mm-hmm. And this is the first opportunity he had to direct a movie. You know what I mean? So he's like, what does he know best? Man. He knows the action scenes. It shows. And it, it just shows, shows it. You're point. not trying to build up to one specific thing. Mm-hmm. Everything is that big thing, and that's the best action movie. Well, I was, I was actually afraid that it would try to get into that whole the philosophical nature of assassins and stuff, because mm-hmm. there are a couple of speeches early on in this where he's talking to people. One, uh, A couple of them is a couple of other assassins, and a couple of them it's his targets and it seems like they're going into what does it all mean territory right. but they they stamp that out really quick and they, 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 the they, they let let me show you yeah, of, uh, yeah. yeah the way they present them it makes it more it makes it a more interesting kill once you realize oh that's not what they're doing yeah. they just fed you a little something <laughs> and i will say um that i'm glad you emphasized that point about the director because at one point this really did just become uh, a, a live action call of duty yeah, this dude is going through catacombs with the. It was Call of Duty, yes. right down to the reloading. And God, beautiful. Like, has and, Keanu Reeves been in so many good action movies in his life? Oh, and God. like I was gonna, I was mentioning to you before the show started, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm gonna, you know, if you're doing a, a Mount Rushmore of action stars, who do you put on there? Who, who do you put on there? Like, let me let me let me, let me start with like who I put on there. Okay. Yeah, I gotta do Arnold. Um. I want to say JCVD. I don't. Um, and, uh, he's my favorite. He's my favorite guy, though. <laughs> gotta, he's my him. favorite guy, I, and I don't put him up there. You don't put. Him I up put. There. No, I don't. Okay. Okay. Who would you put up there? Uh, in terms of like action movies, in terms of like who did the biggest action things, like uh, uh, Tom Cruise. Okay. I put. I, uh, I can see that. I got my four now. Yeah, I put Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. I put uh, Keanu Reeves, and I put John Wayne. You put John Wayne. John Wayne. In terms of like okay, uh, right. like the the amount of cowboys action, mm-hmm. uh, cowboys I, I, and Indians, whatever like that, I put him on there. I put him the as that. I, I can see that. Not the but you could go any I different way. But the point is, the, the what we're talking about is like I place mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves in there because I date him back to everyone has a problem with his acting. Mm. Everyone would like that for what he's done. He has been so perfect in in those movies, and I go back to like one of my favorite movies, not just favorite action movies, favorite movies is uh, Point Break, mm-hmm. and how good he is in that. And I think it's the single greatest uh, uh, chase scene on foot ever filmed is in, in that movie. And then he did, uh, he's done John Wick, he's done these these movies, and it's only going to continue to be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did The Matrix, and he's just done so many good things, and he has to be on there. He's done so well in that role of just the uh, recognizing talent, because I think he signed on to do this movie, because he's like, well, this was my stunt double. Let me trust him with my career and do this movie by him, you know what I mean? So sometimes it's not just about doing the movie, sometimes it's about recognizing the talent, like Tom Cruise has done that as well, and it's like J.J. Abrams is like, wow, this guy can... Uh, I think this guy's got something. Let me let, let him direct uh, uh, Mission Impossible Three, which he he's the one who put him in charge of doing that. So sometimes it's not about just what you're doing in the film; it's recognizing the talent to make the movie that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so those guys have uh, have done that. But well, I like I like the fact that he's willing to have that much faith in um, in his producers and in yeah. the, uh, the uh, his well his double as a director because it pays off. Um, there's awesome scenes in this. There's melee scenes. There's shooting scenes. There's like hand-to-hand combat. Right. It's and uh, you know knife play, all that stuff. It, nice. It's varied. It's everything. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's interesting scenes where they're callbacks. So John Wick did this. No one can do that. Is there, the pen, is there a pencil on. scene? 
Um, from the first one, you know what I mean? Because it's like, he killed three people with a pencil. There's, there's a pencil scene. <laughs> there is there's a pencil scene. And, uh, and they, right. call, they make allusions to it in yeah. this movie, like, oh, yeah, they call him back to that because so you legend. know, right? Oh, yeah. and, then, and then, yeah, there's a pencil. Yeah, oh, all right. Yeah. That's all you need. And you see that, and I kept flashing to, uh, remember um, The Dark Knight? Yeah, the Joker, the Joker, the Joker with the pencil in the, in the table. Yeah, yeah. You do a magic trick. Ah, Thank yeah. you. Yo, like, I can't flash to it, but yo, John. Okay, um, now just to wrap this up real quick, John Wick Two, starring Keanu Reeves. Very simple story: assassins back in the game, Blood Oath, taking out people left and right internationally. Commons in it actually does a really good job. Commons a lot of and he was in another has. great action movie with Keanu Reeves. It was uh, I forget. It was Terminator Salvation. I know it was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> no, there. Uh, what was what was the name of this? Keanu Reeves was the name. Was Keanu Reeves and uh, Common. Common was in it. He was one of the bad guys. Yeah, uh, you for, sure? Like, only ten minutes. I swear to God, I I guarantee it. And Reeves uh, wasn't in Wanted. No, no, that was um that was uh, Professor X. Yeah, whatever that dude was saying. Uh, and, I'll, I'll look it up after the show. But yeah, anyways, like, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll post it on like the uh, on like on the Facebook somewhere. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, I highly recommend John Wick 2. It's a good follow-up to the like second it. one. Yeah, it, it, it seems like it's going on pretentious level. Uh, when it starts off, no, it gets back into it. Get, gets back into within like basically. I'm not, I'm so happy that the reviews are good because you remember the reviews that you were like really waiting for for the Matrix. You yeah. were like how good the Matrix was the first oh. one, and all of a sudden you're like, oh man, the Matrix two is gonna be great. And you're like, well, it's kind of crap. You get well, you get I, a Raven Zion. That's all you get. I would have killed for a Matrix sequel. Good thing they didn't have one. Though. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> now whatever, man. I love yeah. the Matrix. Screw <laughs> y'all, all y'all. Okay, okay. Let me kick it over to my man Jay. And the Thriller Priest while we still have them because, dude, you got to yes. check out WWE Elimination Chamber. Ooh, yes, man. News. This past Sunday was WWE's Elimination Chamber. Ooh, I gotta, okay. All right. I'm gonna spend that much time. All right, let's get it. You got it. Um, you got it. WWE Elimination Chamber took place in um, Arizona. It was, man, I was highly surprised. I mean, it's one of those sort of things where SmackDown is just firing all cylinders. I mean, it was just from top to bottom. I'm yeah. just gonna go out there and say it right now. This was the best pay per view that I've seen wow. in a long, long time. Wow. SmackDown's the best in a long time that I've seen. Uh-huh. I mean, Elimination Chamber just flew on all cylinders. I mean, one of the, one of the things I want to highlight now, and I probably spent a bulk of my time talking about this, is out of the seven main matches uh, for the main card, three of those matches featured women. In terms of three matches that yeah. were specifically women's singles matches, it wasn't how you see with um, with WWE in the past where they'll shove like a twelve person divas match where they'll shove freaking twelve women all to fight, and, and it'll right. be a three minute match, it'll be like a three yeah, minute yeah, match, yeah. and they all go in there do the finishing move and that's it, which is a slap in the face to to women's wrestling. But this was great to see three. Stellar women's matches. It's just amazing, just how well they were they actually went. good. Because some of them they are, were you know, amazing. I mean, I have friends by who who are like, I don't really watch women's wrestling. It's like that. catching I walk up, out. though. But and it is it's catching up, and it was yeah. just a very amazing match. I mean, one of my favorites was when Nikki Bella went up against Natalia. Natalia, who is the daughter of Jimmy Anvil Nyhart, who yeah. is Anissa Bret Hart. I mean, they sat back and they built the storyline so well to the point where when you hear their promos, it just got. It, see, it was that's the point a, that you that's the thing they haven't done. Women's 
dressed like is build the story. Exactly. You know they, I mean? they they're trying to like put him in there. Let's like, let him fight. You know what I mean? They're cute. They're going to meet each other. Pull up hair and all the stupid yeah. stuff. Unknown. Like they, they spend yeah. literally months building this up for Natalia oh. and Nikki Bella. I mean, to the point where Natalia was just saying all types of nasty things. Like you'll never be a mother. You'll never have children. <laughs> oh, yeah. must be, if, he, if I wasn't married, John Cena would be with me. He'll never marry you. Wow. That's gonna, the dirtiest <laughs> women insults ever. Where did that come from? That ain't no joke. Like, the only reason you're here is because your good looks and your looks will fade. Like, it's horrible. Wow. It was just like, oh my God. That's dirty. It was dirty. Then she she turned up to be an amazing heel. So I'm very happy for her to be such a bad heel. Um, It was just a great match. I mean, it's one of those sort of things where Nikki Bella actually did some great wrestling moves. So it was funny to hear the commentators big that up. Like, oh, look at that. Oh, look at Nikki Bella. Reaching to her arsenal. Because I mean, years something past, actually coming on, yeah. Exactly, yeah. years past, what she did was look pretty. So I mean, yeah. it's just great to see Natalia build it up. It was just so. I mean, it reached into real life, and the lines were blurred with real life. And I think that's why it makes SmackDown better with this story writing. They blur the lines of reality, so everyone knows that Nikki Bella's in a relationship with John Cena. Little things like when Natalia went to the fa- to the um to the concession stand, it's like, look at this, John Cena's T-shirt and Nikki Bella's. Really, the only reason you're here is because you're his boy. Fred, you're banging him, and you're Ooh. nobody. Like it was just like she built it up so well. That's just so a good. nasty heel. That's so good. So it's just awesome. That feels a little more. That. that feels a little more in the storyline. That feels like personal. And, and, yeah, I mean, and that's the yeah. thing. They're, they're, they're building. That's they're building a storyline to reflect reality. Oh, so you're really, really they're that purposely thing. doing that because um, they know now, that's going to touch. That's what people know. They have the exactly. show. You know what I mean? Like, how do mm. we get to these people? How all do we the time, them? all the time, because of the show. I mean, you see the same thing with um when the Miz called out um Renee Young. Was like the only. She says something about, you know, you're going to lose against Dean Ambrose. He goes, well, I'm going to lose. Only reason he's saying that because you're banging him. Then she slapped in her face and stormed off the ring. You're just like, whoa. You know, so it's just like blurring a line of reality and fantasy with with SmackDown specifically. A lot of wrestling is doing that. It's like playing on, we know you know storylines. And and it's smart. We know you know this. So we got to. SmackDown's doing that. Raw's not. Raw's a straight textbook. And so when you pile through this this pay-per-view, Naomi beat Alexa Bliss. And it was great because one of those sort of things is that, we haven't seen a women, a black women's champion in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think since not even Miss Jackie, I think Jazz had it for a short period, and it's just it was a, it's a been a while. Time. It's been a long time. So for Naomi to get it, the fans chanting, "You deserve it," you know. So it was a great uh, look for her. Um, so overall, it was great uh, for that particular match. Um, let me continue through here. The Elimination Chamber itself, they just recently altered the actual chamber. The chamber used to be a circular format. Mm-hmm. Now they made it to square. Eh, I'm feeling the circle, but it's whatever. Little minor things. Man, that match was just amazing. Um, break down the participants. So you had AJ Styles, who just recently lost his belt. John Cena, who recently got the belt. The Miz, Dean Ambrose, Baron Corbin, and Bray Wyatt. And the match was just done incredibly well. High spots. One of the things that um, AJ Styles does very well, he sells a move. I mean, he's such a light guy. He flew yeah. up in the air and he flies to the ground, just slams to the ground. You're like, oh, that must hurt. Um, but the way the story was told was told very well. I mean, there were certain things I was looking for. I was looking for great utilization of the cage or of the chamber. So AJ Styles got flung into the cage very, very hard. So you know he took a bad <laughs> hit. Um, it was like, great. That's what I wanted to see. I, I mean, for those of you who aren't familiar, <laughs> 
like with the elimination like, chamber. Looks like he hurt himself. I just I was waiting for him. I am waiting for him. It is certain milestones you want in a match. Like if there's a cage match, somebody got to bleed. Yeah. It's just what it is. So the elimination chamber, because it's a square now, each corner has a pod in which the wrestler waits in a pod for five minutes. So it starts over two wrestlers. Five minutes hits. The timer goes off. A little, it looks like you're watching Rick and Pressure Luck. Um, the screen blinks between each pod and one pod gets chosen. The guy comes out and it's now it's a three-way. Then it's a four-way and it's a five-way and they keep in a six-way and then they fight. Um, so I'm waiting. I'm like, okay, somebody got to break a pod. Somebody has to get ran through the pod and the glass has to break. That's I'm waiting for that to happen. So that happened. Somebody got Dean Ambrose got thrown into the pod and the pod broke and that was it. But doesn't uh, that seem a little formulaic? Um, yes and no. I mean, it's one of those sort of things I know what I'm waiting for. Mm-hmm. Um, so those certain milestones you have to hit. Once again, like I said, when it comes to like a cage match, somebody has to bleed. When you bring, but a you table can also out, know what you're throw through a table. Like I don't need to know when it's going to happen. I need to know it has to happen. Yeah, you. But you're waiting <laughs> for something because you enjoy it too. Exactly. You know what I mean? You're like, I know this is going to happen, but that's not going to stop me from enjoying it when it does. You know what I mean? Exactly. You, can, you can do it a million times. And it's like, still, the it's still I see a pie. Someone's yeah. getting in the face. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, the pie's yeah, there. I'm supposed to get hit in the face. If not, I'm, I got a problem because you messed up something I'm expecting. Mm. But the outcome of this match was something that I hoped, but I wasn't expecting. And the outcome is that Bray Wyatt Became WWE champion. Man, this guy it was deserves, just, uh, he it deserves so it. much, dude. The crowd went nuts because it's one of those sort of things where you had a feeling you wanted him to win, but you didn't think the company was ready to throw the strap on him like that. But you know he could carry it. That's and it. And they gave him the strap, and it was just great. I mean, it ended with him and AJ Styles in the ring. Amazing. When Cena got pinned... The crowd was just in shock because I mean, he just won the belt like Rick two weeks ago. Yeah. So for him to drop the belt that fast, mind you, he just tied Flair. Johnny and I talked about that the last show. He tied Nate, you know, and he dropped the belt two weeks later. Yeah. Um, in this elimination chamber, which is mind blowing, which for, is funny because mm-hmm. it's like this guy that's got the incredible push, mm-hmm. which uh, Cena has, yes. is doing the best wrestling of his career recently, and people mm-hmm. have not really been following him so much just because they've he's gotten that push, and then Bray Wyatt, who's an incredible wrestler, has mm-hmm. not got any push, yep. is finally getting it. You know what I mean? You're seeing this happen, and it's like, I'm so happy because like he is such a good wrestler. He's he such is. a good character, he and is. he has not got any respect in that in the, in in this company at all. I and agree. it's good to see him actually like come out on top because, man, that guy can do it. Absolutely, man. So, I mean, he comes from a great wrestling pedigree. A lot of folks don't know. For those of you who are fans of IRS, Erwin R. Scheister, um, <laughs> Michael K. Wall Street, whatever. Rolls BK right off your Wall tongue. <laughs> that's his kid. You know, that's his son. Okay, I didn't know that. Him and Bo Dallas are brothers, both the kids what? of IRS. Dude, news to me. Bray Wyatt was Husky Harris before he became Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Chubby dude with a with a stubble beard and a short haircut. Grew his hair out, grew a long beard, and now he's Bray Wyatt, the eater of worlds, and just Ooh, his gimmick kinda... sticks. And Adam, you're absolutely right. For a guy who earned his keep, he wasn't rushed absolutely, to the top, yeah. but he earned it. It was amazing. So, I mean, overall, watch this. I mean, watching Randy Orton go up against Luke Harper. I mean, Harper jobbed the Orton, but man, that was a great match. You see Harper, a big guy like him, go flying around. He did a drop kick, standing drop kick. I mean, this dude's got to be like 6'3", ah. like 250. He just did a straight standing drop kick, kick Orton in the face, which is amazing. Great right. match. I mean, they utilized the ring very, very well. Um, the American Alpha kept their belts in a um, tornado tor- uh, tag team turmoil match. Great match. See that. Um, once again, overall, this was just a great, 
great, great pay-per-view. Um, even watch uh, Becky Lynch go up against Mickey James. It was great seeing Mickey James back after um, her after her seven-year layoff in WWE. 37 years old, looks like a fox. I mean, whoa, she can still move? It was just great to see her go up against Becky Lynch and kind of define, continue that rede- redefinition of the women's division. So overall, this pay-per-view was very progressive with the amount of women that it had. Headlining matches. I mean, great, great, solid matches. Great wrestling. And just the men rose to the occasion as well. Overall, I'm telling you right now, see this pay-per-view. Raw, the Raw brand is shook because of how well this went. So I'm telling you right now, by hook or by crook, see this pay-per-view. Damn. Radio's yeah. clean, brother. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Appreciate it. And want to thank you all for joining us for that, dude. That was I've never seen you so amped about a pay per view, man. Man, I was, I was just I'm pleasantly surprised. Like this is why I'm a fan. Let's right. get it. That's what's up. All right. Well, well, I hope y'all enjoyed that. Want to thank you for joining us for another action-packed, fun-filled, awesome episode of the Geek Down here on WEMF. I want to thank, of course, just Johnny. You. I want to thank the man you just heard, Jam the Filler Priest. Peace, peace. In-house guest, Mister Jones. Hey, DJ Herbie Herb. <laughs> And of course, the number one to my number two, man, the myth, the legend, Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. Thank you, my friend. Thank it's you, good to man. see you as well. Absolutely. And want to thank you, the uh, watchers, the listeners. If you heard anything on this show you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com or just jump excuse me, on the website at geek-down.com and actually hit us up on the contact section there. Hopefully, you're checking us out on social media, on SoundCloud slash The Geek Down, on uh, twitch.tv slash The Geek Down if you were watching, and hit look us up on iTunes, we're there. Look us up on uh, Instagram, we're there. Look us up on all different networks, and if you missed it, which you probably did, you look us up on the bio page on wmfradio.com, and all the links are there along with clips you can listen to. And hopefully you'll catch us every Monday nights right here on WEMFradio.com Monday nights at 9pm. We'll catch you all next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And until then, be excellent to each other. Peace! Peace.